Praise God. God is doing something with us, and um, it's a beautiful thing to observe. In my own personal way, and with what the Lord is actually teaching, and just how we get the opportunity to sit at His feet, and just, we sometimes take it for granted, seeing that the Word of God is so available to us, right? Seeing that we can grab a Bible, seeing that we can listen to a sermon, and we are at church pretty much so often, sometimes we devalue hey, the things of God because it's so readily available to us. But I want to really get us, we are recipients of amazing blessings and um, things that generations, and even as we read even the Old Covenant, right? We know they never had this, what we have. The fullness of what Jesus Christ did on the cross has been given to you and I, the Gentile nations. So, what do you do with it? Hey! Huh? What do you do with it? You wake up to the reality of what has been given to you. Huh? What is being asked of you? Huh? And you run like a gilding. Huh? Hard. And thank God and praise God. Don't let it be another Sunday morning for you. And don't focus on anyone this morning. Not even, don't fo focus on me this morning. Hey! God wants to communicate something to all of us this morning. And I'm going to receive of that which is, hey! He's speaking. I got something to really, a scripture here, to really get your attention before I get into the message. I want everyone to um, turn their Bibles to Revelations 12. And verses 7. This will kind of wake us up this morning. Just in case huh, you're not a coffee drinker or a tea drinker. Hey! And somehow you stumble into church. He master a good shower. Hey! This will wake you up this morning, guys. Hey! That is the only road. Listen, why they call um, some of the preachers charismatic preachers? Why would God call people that they call charismatic preachers? You know why? Huh. It means that they're more animated. The only thing we do is get people's attention and present the, the real, the word of God in a way that people are actually engaged. Huh. That they would listen. But God don't have any, any um, need for us, really. Hey! Right? But when I jump, when I skip, when someone shouts something out in there, the Holy Spirit triggers you. Hey! Creating an appetite for the word of God. Hey! That's all. Hello? So every now and then I look down and I see somebody bobbing the eye, you know, like, huh! I have to rebuke that spirit of slumber. Hey! In the name of Jesus, that you might come alive. Huh! Because right after church, I see you all get up on your feet and stand up. Huh! For another two hours. No problem. Three hours after church. No problem. Hey! But when the word of God is being preached, hey! Slumbering. Huh! You see that? So wake up this morning, guys. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I like to stay down there. So I don't have to run up here too often, guys. Huh. Revelations 12 and verses 7. And this is not a Hollywood movie. Hey, this here is the real deal. When you listen, you know, they say that your conscious mind does not know the difference between something that is real and something that is unreal. So Hollywood make movies on that precedence. Huh. Right? Because if your conscious mind could know that this is fake, you would never watch that movie. 
But this one that I'm telling you here, and if your imagination, they have to use to play a picture in that. But this one here, huh, this is a real battle that actually happened. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. Listen. Michael. Hey! Michael, don't get caught in too many battles. You know. If Michael or Gabriel is in a battle, that there is a real battle. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Who deceives the whole world. See that? He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. He deceived the whole world. The Bible is actually talking in tense as if this thing already happened. In reality, from an eternal perspective, it already happened. But we are actually living the, the demise and destruction hey! of this war that was in heaven. Right now, it's being played out on the earth. Huh! And it's been played, it has been playing out on the earth for a long time. And some folks are not even aware that they are a part of this battle. Huh! So when we look at the war that is actually happening between Russia and Ukraine right now, and we are like, yes, it's a terrible thing. Because people are dying. But we are thinking that they are the ones that are only the ones that are unlucky. Huh! They are part of a bigger war that every human being on the planet is a part of. Huh! And some of us, most of us, have no concept that we are part of this battle. Verses 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, No salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's exactly, we're in the process of doing that right now. And they did not love their lives to the death. Look what it says now, verses 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Let me ask you, in a spiritual position, no, we are in heaven, right? Because we are in Christ, if we are truly living for God. Hey! But don't you, don't you woke up this morning and saw that you're still on the earth? Ha! So when the Bible says rejoice, those who are in heaven. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath. Because he knows that he has a short time. Huh! The devil has come down, having great wrath. And he contended huh! in heaven. That means there's a level of, obviously we're the one that empowers spirits and so forth. But there is, the devil can destroy if we are not careful. That there is, that sermon alone, if I heard that one, I would come to church and pray attention every week. And I would be careful how I live my days. If we have a enemy like that, prowling around outside, and God, what did God do for us now? Because last week we taught on the love of the Father, right? So what did he do for us? All of the principles that we are going through right now, 
all of what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you and taught you for your protection oh, that you might be preserved from the repercussions oh, of the devil existing on this earth so when we come here guys that's what we are doing we are seeing what our loving Heavenly Father did beside this battle and the fact that the devil is cast down here what did he everything and all of that expression in this day and age oh, is in his son for God so loved the world that we might be protected that we might be preserved and that we might even dominate if we mature to that level so this morning I want to talk about maturing to become friends of God hey! and we sing the song all along I am a friend of God well our mouth actually sing that song hey! but is it that if we were supposed to take up the phone and ring heaven and ask the Father, is I see Pastor Andrade singing that he's a friend of God. Is it true? Do you know him? Will he say yes or will he say no? Huh! Because God, he has a way of doing his homework with us. Before we, are even, before we are even allowed to be called, I mean, a lot of people that we see outside and we meet outside, they're saying that they know God in a general sense. And you and I know that they don't know God because they're telling us about all different types of foreign religions huh! and they're not talking about god through his son jesus christ meaning they don't know him huh! until you have been referenced to the fa to father through the son you do not have any revelation of god hey more than likely you're hanging out with spirits even if something is happening on a supernatural level and that's just to come into the kingdom but how about maturing to become friends of God? I particularly place the word maturing huh, in there. Because this is the issue that we have in the body of Christ. We know all of the ABCs. Hey, but maturity, guys. We don't want to put, put the effort into growth and maturity. And that's why... If you go any church that you go into right now where the gospel of Jesus Christ huh, is being preached, you are going to be stretched. All of us are going to be stretched. We're going to be challenged. Huh. We're talking about the authentic message huh, of God and the command that Jesus Christ gave us to go into the world and make disciples. We have a lot of ministries, you know, but they, they take a very disciplined, orderly, committed person to really make disciples. That's a different thing. That's why we have so many lukewarm Christians that don't know their head from their feet spiritually. They are not being discipled. We have people with prophetic graces. We have people with healing graces and all of those type of stuff. But not too many people to take the time. Why would I take the time to disciple people when I can just prophesy over them, stimulate them, excite them? But God is actually calling people now to construct people in his word. Huh! In his word. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Hey! This is it. The Bible. God is returning people, his body, to his word. Hey! We don't want the prophets that only come and tell you your bank account number that you already know. Huh! Meaning, it costs you a thousand dollars for me to tell you a bank account number that you already know. Hey! Rip off. Hey! And next thing you know, they're on the beaches of the world. That's not to say you don't give. We believe in giving. We believe in all of those principles. But the devil also sits around. I hope you know that the devil don't know what's going on. The devil 
is waiting for a prophetic word to be released to have any revelation of what's actually happening. Huh! And then now he can seduce the ministers. Huh! And let them trade off that anointing for something else. This morning, maturing to become friends of God. Let's go to the book of Luke. If we really take these principles that God is actually teaching us, that means when we be begin to intercede right now in the city of London, okay, once we begin to intercede, as we're going to go through some scriptures that are going to encourage us on how to intercede and literally see huh, God blow the door open and bring millions of people into his kingdom. Save them, guys. He's able to do it. It seems as if we, we have forgotten the miracle working power of God because we have not seen it in churches. That's just an indicator that, you know what? Respectfully speaking, thank God for the, um, the ministers that we have all sat under. Hello. And what they have um, taught us by the grace of God. But, you know, after the children of Israel were the ones that God brought out from um, Egypt. Hey, hello. And then now their little young ones began to hear about a promise that God had given to them that they did not fulfill. Hey! And somebody got interested and said, Huh? What are we eating here all of these years? Huh? And grapes that are big the size of my hand are in that territory? Huh? And they said, What happened to Ocom? Our parents never did this. Huh? And eventually they were all in agreement. Let's go, since there is a covenant with God, and take that place. Huh! And let, let's destroy those people, or enemies, hey! out of that land. I hope you know we're sitting in that seat today. We are sitting in that seat today. Hey! If you really want to know why you're here, why I'm here, what are we a part of? Huh! We're the equivalent huh! in the year 2022. To those younger ones hearing huh, that God had taken their parents huh, out of bondage on eagle's wing. Hey! Young people, I'm talking to you guys. Huh! It's, it takes a while for this thing to really resonate. Hey! That's why we preach it with such strength hey! and continuity huh, until it breaks open huh, in, inside of a, an individual as a seed hey! and it begins to grow. That's what we're doing, guys. We're going to take whatever they did huh, since 2,000 years until now. Huh, it came to you and I ears as to what is actually really happening. And here we are today. Huh, are you going to go in that promised land? That's the only question. Huh, it has nothing to do with God. Contextually. Nothing. It has to do with whether or not we will become the people that God has designed it for us to become. Meaning the price that we have to pay, the sacrifice that we have to make. I hope there are willing people. Well, you know what? Quite frankly, when God spoke to us about this ministry, he spoke in the past tense. Hey! Just like the scripture is. So we already take it for granted. Even though we are doing the work, we already take it for granted, meaning it's kind of like I'm dead. Hey! Okay? And this thing is, I'm already dead and buried from, a, um, in, from God's perspective. Hey! Because he lives in light. He don't, live, he don't live on the earth. And the ministry has already been accomplished. Hey! All of our ministries. 
Luke 11 verses 5. We are learning this principle, guys, that when we come here to pray and we kneel our knees, dear, huh, there is an assurance because we have understanding concerning who we are and what we represent on the earth for God. And when we kneel down there huh, and pray, God is coming out of the sky. Hey! Like how he did for Moses and the children of Israel. He's coming. Hey! And we have absolute guarantee. Hey! About that. Verses 5. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on, this, on his journey. And I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Verses 8. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give to him, Because he is his friend, Yet because of his per persistence, He will rise and give him as many as he needs. And who is this friend? Hey! Let's unravel huh, a little bit one of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is right after. We, talk, we spoke about prayer last week, right? We're talking about the three dimensions of prayer. And we talked about last week about coming to God as a father. And this is just verses 5. And we read verses from verses 11, 1 and 2, mainly last week. So, who is he talking about? Who is it that is able to do everything? For everyone on the earth. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? And um, who is his friend? Who are his friends? If we are maturing. Hey! If we are walking in obedience. Huh, he considers us friend. Hey! And basically he's, next, he's saying next. That if we are persistent. Hey! In petitioning and asking and interceding. Meaning if it's something that aligns with his will. Huh, that is in his word. There is an absolute guarantee that God is going to answer. Hey! So don't, the, that's why the scripture encourages, encourages us not to get weary in well-doing. For in due season we will reap if we faint not. Huh. God loves a consistent, persistent person. Huh. The effectual, fervent, huh, heartfelt prayer. So when we, we, we are here at Heaven's Lighthouse Ministries, and it's just about a year since we um, started this church. And we have been, by the grace of God, listening to his word. And then we are crying out for the city of London. Crying out for the nation of Canada. Huh! And for the nations of the world, right? Because what? We know the capacity of our God. We know that even though, guys, we have only observed these things in other ministries. Huh! and read it in books concerning the revivals and those things that has actually happened. We are petitioning God for that. No, by faith. Huh, that's what we're here. And listen, is the God somehow, that's why he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. All he expects, expects of us is to believe him huh, and then learn his principles and then knock, ha, knock. It's like having a hammer. You, you. It's one. If you go over my house or your friend's house, ha, 
and you're constantly after you ring the doorbell and they're not answering and then you're knocking the door like this. Huh! They're going to get tired of you. Hey! Hello? But when you're knocking on heaven's door, guys, what is it you're knocking on heaven's door for this morning? Hey! It's your father. Hey! And you're asking him concerning his will. Hey! So what do you do? And you never stop doing that. Hey! That's how you do it. And he will tell you. Uh, he will tell you a few things. To, adjustments to make in the meantime. While you're knocking. Why he's not answering fully as yet. And opening up to you. Huh. All you got to do is take the things that he's actually saying. Meditate on them. And allow the grace of God to tweak you. And tweak you. And tweak you. Huh. And if you're and I are diligent in that. One day when we come and we even go like that. The hand go right through the door. The door's already open and you're falling like that. Hey! That's a, that there is revival, guys. Hey! So we are not underestimating the word of God. Huh! And the counsel huh! of the Holy Ghost. Let's go to um, 2 Chronicles. You see, I got, I got stuff at my disposal up here to keep people awake. Hey! Eh? Huh! I got a lot of things to um, hammer around these parts. Second Chronicles. We're talking about maturing to become friends with God. 20 and verses 7. It says, Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Huh! I hope I made some people jealous now. Hey! You know? Every station of life that we go to. Guys, from, even from preschool, guys, we begin now to gravitate to some of the people. Mysteriously. Oh, we like this one more than that one. You see how we are? And then we go to high school. We start looking around for that individual. The law of attraction actually begins to compel a few individuals at our level to us. Unless we have issues with some other things. And we choose people based on, you know, especially the, uh, these days and age. People choose people from, you know, let's leave that for another time. Another time I'll do that. Right? But friendships, guys, at the high school level, at the college level, we don't walk through all our high school, even though we went there predominantly for an education, but we made some friends there, right? And we had a grand time with them. Sometimes those friendships will even last for the rest of your life. And then you go into the work world, and the same thing happened. You begin to gravitate to individuals and find out, um, you know, we have some things in common with them and we enjoy each other. And then we begin to um, hang out at our homes and sometimes we even go on vacations together and those things. Well, I got the news for you today. Hey! And this here really blew my mind yesterday when I thought about it. Because I, even though I thought about it, but I never really thought about it. And I go, how is it possible that God is actually looking for friends? Is that even possible? God is looking to expand his circle of friends. <laughs> and let me tell you something, guys. You know those um, telemarketers that constantly, you know, ring your phone trying to um, sell you something that you don't need? God make, I don't know how many billions of calls he make to the earth. Every day. And up till now, even right now, numerically they say we have about... Two billion Christians on the planet. How is that possible that God don't have more friends? 
And I'm telling you, if we have two billion, you really have way less friends because you know most of them are fake, right? How is that possible? That God is actually in a supernatural phone that is up there in heaven. And once God pick it up and go, boom, ha! The whole hurt begin to hear the message of Jesus Christ, which is an invitation into fatherhood and friendship. And yet still, even now, we still have so many people that are lost on the earth. It's crazy, guys. It blew my mind. But this morning, hey! If you decide that you want to mature to, to the level of friendship like Abraham did, hey! Then you will have a voice with God for those people around you. You and I will have that voice. So we talk about the intercessor team. Hey! It's on this word, the strength of this word, these promises, huh, that we're going to come down here and pray. This revelation here, this morning. Abraham matured to the level of friendship. Go also to Isaiah 41. And verses uh, 8. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen the descendants of Abraham my friend oh my king and my lord huh! God is actually speaking here and referring to I hope my name are called is calling that circle at some shape some at some period at some time I hope everybody's saying wow you know the question begs now what did Abraham do hey what did he do that God regarded him as a friend. For that, let's go to the book of James. The scripture is there as our example. Huh! James 2 and verses 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son? On the altar you see this sacrifice guys to become a friend of God it takes sacrifice I know it's very easy to take the scripture up, you know and read that God had spoken to um, Abraham and say bring your only son Isaac and and sacrifice him oh meaning kill him oh for, for you and I to read the scripture it's like easy for us to read but my, my king and my God, there are smaller things that God has asked us to do and we're struggling to do it. Do you see why God would um, speak to this man and regard him as a friend? There are things that are not even 0.5% uh, out of 100 that God has asked you and I to do. And we're still holding back from doing that. And this is what Abraham did in obedience. Sacrifice. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? The works aspect of faith we're talking about is what gets you to the level of friendship with God. The work aspect of it. The commitment aspect of it. The sacrificial aspect of it. Huh! The giving of yourselves. That is what matured Abraham. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? Verses 22. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Meaning, he had to take 
Isaac up that mountain. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. And then it goes on, verses 24, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Hey! And this is the issue, guys. This here is the kicker. Huh! We have faith in God in a general sense. But walking out that faith for a period of, let's put it at a whole year, walking by faith. Huh! When there is war in your financial life, when there is war huh, in your relationships, when there are issues in your family huh, that are not, that are chaotic, how do you walk out faith? Huh, do you understand that hard, when you, when you have to make hard decisions, huh, but you're regarding your relationship with God as the number one thing regardless of what is actually happening in your life at any time this is true faith this is biblical faith faith is loaded hey, if we were to begin to break down faith and the areas that we need to operate in faith when we talk about the bible we would be here for years it means trusting god totally oh even if he's taking you to a cross to be nailed there like in the, the lord's case that is the difference between Abraham's faith and you and I's faith today. Oh, and we have an opportunity now in hearing the word of God and having it been revealed to us oh, to truly understand what true faith is. Hey. Amen. Let's go to the book of um, Genesis. Genesis 18. When you have friendship with God, when you have that type of relationship with God, what is the byproduct? What advantage do you have? When you can say like Abraham, Abraham or God will announce that Shanake is my friend. Hey! Sharon is my friend. Romaine is my friend. Daniel is my friend. O'Shane is my friend. Hey, right here in London. If God can say this about a few people, then that means that we can repeat huh, what we saw in Scripture. Genesis 18 and verses, uh, let's start at uh, 16. Then the men rose from there. We're talking about the issue here with, um, that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, if you don't have clarity on this, and it, you only get pieces of what I'm saying, then after we're done, you can go back and read that and get a better understanding of it. But we can't read the whole thing. Amen? 16. Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on his way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Hello. Why would God want to tell his business to a man? Hey! Friends, guys. Relationship. Shall I hide? Oh! From Abraham. God is saying this, you know. 
what I'm about to do? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. You see, again, God is saying, I have known Abraham to keep my ways, to keep my commandments, and then to command his children. And did God not say Abraham was going to be a father of many nations? Meaning that the consistency of obedience to the word of God was going to come down through Abraham. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And verses 20, and the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. You see, God has made up his mind and God is inquiring, even though the Lord already knows everything. But on account of his friendship with um, Abraham, it's like God wants to have another conversation before he goes about his business to do what, he, what he's capable of doing without that conversation. Verses 23. And Abraham came near and said, you see that? Abraham came near. Hey! Hey! You can get close to God. My father. You see, the heavenly visitations that Paul talks about that he had, they are there for the taking for you and I. We can get near. Came near. So are the righteous with the wicked. Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Abraham is actually huh, basically saying, Lord, that secret that you revealed to me, I have a problem with it. Hey! And, and I'm standing here because I want to talk to you about it. Huh! And God is not saying, God is not, you know, just turning like that and allow him to be cast into the cosmos. God is actually entertaining the conversation that Abraham is having, which is literally contrary to the decision that God has actually made. And verses 25, far be it from you to do such a thing as this to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. And look what he says here. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Ha! Shall not the judge of all the earth? He's using a lot of wisdom right here. He's not just speaking, right? He's using a lot of wisdom right here. In his conversation with God. And to make his point. Huh, he's pointing to the fact that he knows God to be a righteous judge. He's giving God arguments. As if he's in a court of law. Huh, let's move to verses 26. So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham is saying, oh, I think I cut a bad deal. Hey, you know, you bought the house for too much money. Huh. The contract is already signed. And you're calling back the real. And the real is like, uh, I don't think they're going to give you back $100,000. He 
Abraham is pushing it. Verses 27. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. You see that? Humility, guys. Huh! Humility. You are God. Hello? And I don't know how you're listening to me, but since you're listening, I'm going to stay low to your position. Hi! And that is actually giving grace huh! to Abraham. Because he has what? We talk about posture. Posturing. Suppose there were five less than 50 righteous. Would you destroy all of the work, all of the city for lack of five? So he said, if I find 45, I will not destroy it. Friends, guys. 29, and he spoke to him yet again. Suppose there should be 40 found there. Hey! Suppose there should be 40 found there. And so he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. It's God. We're talking about you guys. It's not a man. Do you see? I, I mean, this blows my mind, guys. Huh! This blows my mind again. I mean, God blow my mind every day. But this one hit me for a loop. Huh! As I read over this in preparation for this morning. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. Verses 30 now. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found here. Listen, the realtor already told you. The car guy that you overpaid on the price already told you. There is, you can't call him back. You're wasting your, your life. And God is listening to a man. Hey! A man that is called a friend. A man that walks in total obedience. Verses 30b. So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. 31. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. Abraham is still negotiating. He is familiar huh, with Sodom and Gomorrah. He knows this is a, this place here, I better take it as low as possible if we stand any chance. Huh, too much evil is down there. Verses 31, and he said, indeed, now I... I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. You see, 20, he's speaking to the Lord and he's being mindful. I'm talking to God here. He never forgets who he's talking to. Huh! The reverence that he needs to have throughout all of that conversation. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. And verses 32, then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. And look what God did now. God just, in, because Moses is a friend. Hey! And Moses is pushing the, you know, he's taking it, this into God's territory now. Oh, look what God did right here. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking. You see? Oh, in the form of an angel, I would think. And immediately he gave Moses that answer. And then, in other words, don't speak. Because he's God. Hey! Right? So we have to know, we have to discern huh! what we can ask for, what we should not be asking for. And Abraham returned to his place. Abraham got the message. This is the position that we're in, guys. Huh! This is the position. We spoke about being kingdom ambassadors a couple weeks ago, right? That we have been huh, given the work of reconciliation. Huh, 
This is it. But we have to do our part. Abraham was meticulous in doing his part. Meticulous in walking in obedience. Meaning that his daily life was constructed hey, around God and what God wanted him to do. And he spent every ounce of energy focused on that. It, you have to be obsessed hey, over God, quite frankly. You have to be obsessive. Hey! There, there, listen, we do everything with wisdom, but there is a level that God um, expects you to come to where it's all about Him. Sometimes He has to remind you to take a rest or take a break. Huh. You have to go now and refer to His scripture where He talks about rest and all of the things that we have to do. Huh. But I'm telling you, you have to be obs in this day and age with so many things coming your way, you have to be obsessed, obsessed. It's obsession, guys, huh. for Christ. The zeal of my Father has eaten me up. Hey! All of you, day and night, day and night. Burn, 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 burn. Hey! That's all you need to do, you know. That's all I'm doing, guys. Hey! Totally given to him. Hey! These are the men whose names are written in Scripture in this context, in this particular context. Hey! Because we have many others. We're not the examples to follow. And that invitation, guys, it's not Old Covenant. This is not Old Covenant we're talking about. Let's go to the book of John. That invitation has been given to us in this day and age. The only question is, who is ready to take it? Who is ready to mature to that level? Who is ready to become a living ha! sacrifice night and day for the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the only question. Ha! Sacrifice and burnt offering thou wouldest not. Ha! But a body as thou prepared. Ha! Bodies on the altar. Ha! Minds on the altar. Committed to the Lord. John 15 and verses 11. Oh! These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that you, your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. I've loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Huh. And Jesus speaking, verses 14, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, you see that? You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. That's it, period. Huh. This whole thing having to do with climbing the hierarchy and getting to a, um, a position in God where he regard you as a friend has only to do with total obedience. Hey! We're going to have to look into that word called obedience, guys. Because we're missing it. Because the, the, the fact that we have a mind and we can make choices on our own is defeating our obedience. Hey! We don't know how to truly surrender to God. Verses 15. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, 
I have made known to you, O my King and my Lord. Hey! The same invitation is there for you and I today. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things. I have I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Huh! We have all of the knowledge to become friends and influencers with God. And then you, he goes on, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. What a position we have, guys. All of this frolicking on the earth as children of God, when this is what God wants for us. <laughs> we need to walk around here like champions. Hey! We're worried about every ABC. And look what is written in scripture for you and I. Hey! And if we are going to command hey! revival here in London, if we are going to see the souls come into the kingdom, hey! Where we are not able to baptize huh! the numbers that the Lord is actually bringing. Our hands are, our hands are tired hey! from laying people under that water. Hey! We can't keep up with it. You ever go in a supermarket, guys? Huh! Uh, you ever go into Costco and see the lineup? Costco is a business, right? I guess they're doing something right. Huh! So this is the business of God. Here. Hey! We are not supposed to be having too many empty seats soon. Ha! Costco can't do better business than us. Hey! This is, the, this, this is the, the little things that we're actually talking about here, about being fixed. Ha! Listen, God can't swing his hand every day like that. Hey! Ha! And the same thing that happened down in Egypt. Ha! To release his people will happen here. Ha! The only thing he's looking for is a person that he can call his friend. Hey! And we have been given huh, the criteria for friendship, huh, for relationship, huh, and then influence. Hey! Meaning that when you and I fulfill hey, our part of the bargain, hey, the minute that a man and a woman, the group that God has sent here huh, in this ministry, huh, finish our part of the bargain huh, of obedience and complete obedience, hey, the minute that we do that, hey, here comes God. Huh, in this city here. Huh, and we can't deal with the lineup. We cannot deal with the lineup at that point. The same thing happened to Moses. I'm not going to go into that scripture. The same thing happened to Moses huh, in his ministry. When the children of Israel in the book of Numbers 14 huh, complained and murmured. Hey! Let's go there really quick, guys. Numbers 14, verses 1. Huh. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in the... Yeah, uh, or if only we had died in this wilderness 
and they're questioning God. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Verses 11. Skip down to verses 11 now. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make you an, a, a nation greater and mightier than they. Huh! And look at this, this now. And Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear it. See, Moses now, just like Abraham, huh! he began to do the act as a friend in, a, his, in his, his position as a friend of God. Huh! He begins now to judicate for his people. Then the Egyptians will hear it, for by your might you brought these people up from among them. See? And he's saying, God, your name is going to be hey! used as a byword. 14. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this, this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people and that you, Lord, are seen face to face and your cloud stands above them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. Verses 15, Now if you kill these people as one man, then the nations will, which have heard of your fame will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring these people to the land which he swore to give them, therefore he killed them in the wilderness. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, the Lord is long-suffering. You see? Hey! Mer Moses is an intercessor. Hey! He has the heart of God. So God called him friends. God called intercessors friends. Hey! People that have a heart for the will of God to be expressed on the earth. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy. God is in, is, he's in his zeal now, guys. Hey! He's in a pain-back mode because these people have doubted, doubted him. And Moses is kind of reminding God about other qualities that he has, as if God don't remember. Because he's been overcome by his fire. Ha! And calming him down. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Oh, my king. But he, has no, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Pardon the iniquity of these people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy. Just as you have forgiven these people from Egypt even until now. Verses 20, guys. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned. Hey! Ha, la, la, la. According to your word, according to Moses' word, a friend of God, God now pardons. But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Hey! God is actually committing back to the children of Israel, one, huh, and then committing back to his original plan that all of the earth will be filled huh, with the glory of the Lord because of the intercessor, huh, Moses. Exodus. And then I'm going to suggest the last scripture, I'm going to send you home to go and meditate on it huh, and ask God for revelation on it. But I will refer to Exodus um, 33. And verses 11. 
It says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Hey! La, 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 la. We have some work to do, guys. We have some obedience that needs to be completed in our walk with God. So we need to go back to the book of Hebrews. Okay? We need to go back to the book of Hebrews and verses 11. Hey! And take this one. Listen. This one comment not out but by prayer and fasting. Hey! Fast and pray. The scripture in, the, in Hebrews 11 talks about the patriarchs of faith. Hey! Talks about guys like Abraham and Moses and Enoch. Hey! And the opportunity, God is inviting more people into that, into that space. Hey! It's not, remember, the Bible says, Scripture says, not many mighty, not many noble, not many of the princes of this earth. Hey! Meaning, they were regular men. They didn't go, they didn't go to um, Ivy League colleges. Meaning that all of us are qualified, guys, to mature to that level. Hey! All of us are qualified to mature to that level. And God has written this in the stone. Hey! So this morning, guys, who's committing themselves to the level of friend? Hey! It's a new posture before God. Hey! It's a posture of total surrender. Hey! And God will empower you to become his friend. Hey! You can't qualify for this on your own. Hey! It's an invitation huh, into this dimension. It's a powerful position that you can have with God. Hey! That you can now take the kingdom of heaven. Hey! Because of that relationship that you have with the Father. Huh, through the Son. By the Holy Ghost. Hey! And take life into the city of London here. Hey! The, the nation of Canada here. Everywhere we go, guys. Everywhere you go and something is not. The will of God. Huh, and the Spirit of God says no you intercede you pray hey the power of god will shoot out of the cosmos hey even though he's already here in the spirit and we'll see change and transformation and collectively huh, collectively we as a church we as a group hey that are before the presence of the lord learning these principles studying his word huh Spending time in prayer. Huh. Seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Huh. Do you see why revival is possible, guys? Huh. This is why we say revival. And we feel confident saying revival. Hey. Because the promises are given to us. Huh. Signed and sealed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And when Abraham and them were interceding on behalf of their people christ huh, had not even gone to the cross as yet huh. and that's the next dimension of prayer that we will talk about next week hey and that's going to give us liberty and freedom to know when we come to pray and we're asking god hey we're not lord will you do this hey. yes we're taking that posture knowing that it's is loving mercy and kindness like we saw abraham did but there's a level of boldness huh, that comes up in you and I when we find out that this is actually the will. It's the will of God. Hey!